This podcast is brought to you by Backyard Box Office Kansas City. Listen up, NFL fans. Imagine you're in the backyard, ribs on the smoker, two hours to kick off, and all the neighbors will be at your house soon. But you only have 50 inches of screen and a few couch spots. This year, call Backyard Box Office Kansas City and have them bring the big screen outdoor theater experience to you with screens from 10 feet all the way up to 23 feet. Everyone in the neighborhood can come together to watch the big game. For scheduling and prices, go to BackyardBoxOfficeKC.com and use code TLC for 10% off. Again, that's BackyardBoxOfficeKC.com, code TLC for 10% off. Listening to the TLC Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tyler, Landon, and Caleb. Welcome to the TLC Football Podcast. That's right, this is not the wrong show. You're in the right spot. New name, same show, but we are the TLC FP, the TLC Football Podcast. Tyler, Landon, Caleb football podcast, if you will. Or Tender Love and Care, if you want. If you really want. That's not what it's, I meant when what I suggested I, this name nope. seven months ago, but you could take if it If your name is really Ben Sorensen or Ben <laughs> Neiman, it is not TLC for Especially you. Right? For you. Especially, Especially for you. Especially not for you. You can just leave it as it is. The TLC is given out. It's fair. <laughs> if your name's Patrick, Tyreek, or Travis, you're going to get the TLC. That's about it. I am Landon Fields. You can follow me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I'm Caleb Derlin. You can find me on Twitter at CDerlin53. I'm Tyler Savatinaya, and you can find me on Twitter at underscore Suavage underscore. You can find the show on Twitter, which some of you may have uh, this past Sunday and Monday, at TLCFP on Twitter. Um, we got a, a new Twitter account rolling. I think we're hoping to get a few more uh, things rolling on social media. Uh, YouTube as well. We have a YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, Tyler, where can they find the YouTube channel? What's what is it called? What's TLCFP? Just no like the spaces. Twitter account. It's so hard. You can't find anything. Wow. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. I don't know what that was. I'm hey, I'm not doing Instagram. No, that's no. fine. You don't. We do have it. TikTok. We're, well, we're working on TikTok. We have a TikTok. Uh, it's currently the 15 for 50, but. I think I'm going to re- get that rebranded, and that's going to be the TLC. Follow us on TikTok, all you youngsters. Or old people on TikTok. Or we're not. People. We're not. I, I'm. I'm hey. bald and 26 there, and don't have. There is an old don't crowd have. on TikTok. Definitely there is an old crowd on TikTok. TikTok. They mostly watch cat and dog videos. But <laughs> it's not as good as Vine. <laughs> it's not as good as Vine. It's not. Bat Dad was on Vine, and that alone makes it better than TikTok. Take <laughs> <laughs> out the garbage. <laughs> well, we are here to be at least as big as Bat Dad. That's not possible. No one, can, no, we can't be as good as Bat Dad. I'm no. sorry. Um, we're going to try to be second best to Bat Dad. Um, everyone on social media. But yeah, no, you're in the right place. This is TLCFP. Uh, we've been planning um, a, a rebrand for a while. It's been, in, it's been in the works for a little while now. We've been talking about it, trying to figure out what we want to do. Uh, we liked the name 15 for 50. We just thought, hey, if this actually ever genuinely takes off and gets like some big numbers and, and listenership and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we don't want Patrick Mahomes to sue us for any, like, uh, you know, we don't want to have to pay him any money. Yeah. For I don't him. think he would. I don't think he would either. But but we he's don't also be got too many organizations for him to say, oh, look at these guys. It's going to be somebody else that he's right. paying to say, hey, exactly. I'm taking your money. We, yeah. we don't want to be in the position where we have to be doing that at all. So we figured, hey, let's do, uh, let's come up with a little bit of a new name, a little bit of a rebrand. Uh, and so we came up with the TLC. FP, and I think that is a pretty good name. I'm pretty happy with it. I Shout guys- out Mark Nichols for doing our logo. I love the logo. It's pretty sweet. The logo is pretty sick. Uh, you can find Mark if you need any logo or graphic design needs. Hit him in the DMs. You can find him on Twitter at Mr. Nichols. That's M R N I 
C-H-O-L-S underscore 709. Definitely, definitely go check him out. Uh, he did some great work for us. I hope he can do some great work for you as well. He also knits very well, I believe. Really? He's either a knitter or a sewer. Really? One of the we two. should get... Stitching. No, I'm sorry. He does stitching. He we does should the... get a stitched version of the logo. That oh, that'd be lit. lit. Do some like, hand stitching uh, logos on the t-shirt. Be. Caleb works for a quilting company. Yeah, I probably could get a <laughs> stitched t-shirt for about six cents, maybe. I freelance for the same <laughs> quilting company. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about us. Well, this so is, we sort well, we sort of are. Kind of. I mean, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Not it the, is. It is the Tyler Land and Caleb. Which we podcast. It, would it be? It's, it's actually about us now. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's that is, we don't talk about football. We just talk about, about us. Exactly. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. No, it is a new show. I lied in the first four seconds when I said it's the same show. It's a different show. Um, it's still a sinking show. <laughs> exactly. It's still bad. Like it's not good. It's still totally off kilter at all moments. But you know, it's different now. Um, we are not more interesting than the game that happened on Sunday. I'll tell you that. Though. Not by a long. Not by a long shot. What a way to open week one. For one, thank you. Uh, football for being back. Also, would like to just talk about very briefly. Obviously, we had uh, the 20 year anniversary of 9 11 that happened on the Saturday preceding um, the NFL. There's a lot of tributes and things mm-hmm. happening in the NFL, obviously, for 9 11. So, our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone affected, still affected by what happened on that day. Uh, and obviously, um, we'd love to, uh, for lack of a better term, shout out everyone that um, played a huge role in saving lives and doing their part uh, on 9 11. Um, that gave their lives in service uh, of those people that day. Um, and now we're back to football. So the Chiefs, again, what a way to open. Can we, just, to open can we just already start off with no more Baker slander? Baker, Baker was great. I mean, let's like let's be real. For one, I'll say the score super fast. Chiefs win 33-29 in we, – we wondered, would this be a classic? Would it not be a classic? I think it was a it classic, was guys. I think it was, it was a classic, guys. It was a classic. Baker was fantastic. I want everybody to give, and and I, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not a Dak fan. Dak played wonderful on Thursday night, and I think Baker Mayfield played just as good. Uh, I would agree. I would definitely agree. And he threw 30 70, less balls. 30 less balls. He, now, that's a little bit more impressive for Dak. Dak did that. Uh, 60 passes. 70%. Baker did t- almost 30 passes, 75%, 321 yards. And on a side note, the Cowboys got to stop that. The, yeah. Jack's not throwing 60 times a game yeah, and, and lasted 17. No, not a shot. No, no not chance. a shot. Uh, but his quarterback rating was about 97.5. So I, we're not here to obviously only talk about Baker, but I want to put this out there. We need to top, stop the Baker slander. He was good. He was really, really good. He's not the reason they he lost. Didn't, he didn't clutch it up, but he's also not the reason they lost. They were up no. by 12 points. His defense should have clutched up. Yep. Nick Chubb shouldn't have fumbled the ball. The punter shouldn't have fumbled the, the ball. The punter shouldn't have fumbled the ball. And also you might so be saying, anybody who's out there saying Baker, and there are people who are yeah. saying it, Yeah. And Baker wrong. didn't blow the game. Because if we're going to say that, then Dak also blew the game, and Patrick also blew the Super Bowl, and none of those things are true. And you might be saying, well, hey, guys, didn't didn't you see, like, you know, the game-sealing interception that Baker threw? And, uh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, he, was trying should... to throw that, he was trying to throw that ball away, and he got tripped, well, and he lost Let's take a look at that whole ending scenario, because it's good on it's good on Baker's side. It's also amazing on the Chiefs' side, where in the entire first half, the DBs and linebackers are playing garbage. We're not, we're not getting any pressure up front. We're not no stopping pressure. the run. I would actually argue the DBs were not that They weren't bad. awful. They weren't that bad. I think that was more of, honestly, that was that was more of Baker throwing for the first, darts for, the first for half. half. He, he was. He was putting it out there. and on, But honestly, they were creating separation they like were. nobody's no, it's business. Not, it's not that the corners that were Schwartz playing exceptionally. Kid, that Schwartz kid was wide open all the Oh, my gosh. Too bad he couldn't catch the ball. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was at the game with my buddy Cooper, and I told him in the first half, I was like, man, it it wasn't because our corners were playing bad. It was because of the separation. But I was like, man, right. every single one of these corners reminded me of Steven Nelson. <laughs> one step behind everyone. What a hell of an existence I, that would oh, be. Oh, God. But I was just sitting there. I was like, man, why are we one step behind every single pass? And it was just the route running, the separation. And then and then and Baker. I don't think they were accepting. Dots. I don't no. think we 
I don't think the DBs or the linebackers or even Spags was expecting that level of play from that offense. Yeah, right out they the gate, were and crisp. we really should have. They were crisp. It, it like the receivers were creating very solid. They were creating just enough separation, and I think the Chiefs' corners were at least doing an okay job staying with them. Then when you have a step separation and you have Baker just throwing dimes and hitting guys, and on something the money, that he can do if you can get yeah. him an offensive line that can block, right? And Odell Beckham is not playing in the game. It, Correct. Everybody can. <laughs> it, every quarterback is better when OBJ is not in the game. The Browns were really, really good in the first half. The Chiefs' defense also was complete garbage in the first half. It was. They were terrible. I will say before the game, I saw Tyron Matthews out. The crap! That's a huge blow. Then I saw Odell Beckham was out. I was like, that's a huge blow. Oh my god, <laughs> this might be a loss. <laughs> and there was defensive talent out for the Chiefs. Not obviously Tyron Matthew, the biggest name. Frank Clark was also out. Yes, Willie, Frank, Gay. Willie Gay was out. Yes, Frank Clark was not very good last season. He's still your starting still gonna edge affect, rusher. Yeah, he's especially still with Chris game. Jones out there. And like Willie he's still going to get him right in the preseason and had a lot of hype going into camp, coming out of camp in preseason, and then just to have that guy out who was arguably going to be your number one linebacker, number two at worst. And then Hitchens goes out with a bone bruise. Yeah, and Nick Bolton had moments. Nick Bolton had a couple... Nick Nick Bolton was was one of our leading tacklers. Nick Nick Bolton was... He also, like, those linebackers, and this was said on on the postgame show on on 810, the linebackers got completely swept away many, many, many times. But that's to be expected with that... Nick Chubb and... With the offensive line that they had actually... Well, it was completely the offensive line, because that one touchdown, Nick Chubb, I could have ran I could have ran that touchdown. Sticks could have ran that in. (laughs) Nick Chubb also did a lot of crazy things. Oh, Nick Chubb was good. Uh, obviously, he did go off. So was Kareem Hunt. The, the running but that offensive line, like n- that, doesn't happen the without Chiefs that front offensive seven line. Seven in that first half, especially, was eaten alive. Eaten alive. Also, why the hell is Kareem Hunt taunting our fans? Like we did something. Like, like we we loved you. Nobody burned your jersey. We all tried some, to defend some weird, you. Some weird energy. And we were very happy. You threw yours away. Well, I threw. I after like I threw it away in the trash. Yeah, and then you kept it. it. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> back out, back out. It was a clean trash <laughs> bag. Caleb's a hypocritical poser confirmed <laughs> easily. You know, like that that whole situation with Kareem. Just and, yeah. and I get it. Somebody wants to put a chip on your shoulder, yeah. but dude, it's been multiple years. Like nobody, yeah. nobody like, in Kansas City who's a real Kansas City Chiefs fan has any bad blood about that situation. Everybody's heard the true story behind it. We all understand, and we wish the circumstances were different. We yeah. wish you hadn't lied, because if you didn't lie, no, you still you're here. still on this team, and we don't have to... I love that Clyde is here, but we wouldn't have had to have wasted a 30-second overall pick on a running back for a position that should have already been filled. Yeah. And and right. you're making way more money than you are now. So if Kareem Hunt would, was here and still playing at the level he's playing... We'd have two Super Bowls. I would not be mad about making him the highest-paid running back in the league. I would, but... Landon hates running backs and their whole existence and they're horrible people. But well, that's what happens when you're a KU fan. <laughs> I hate all things. But I would a KU fan. But Kareem Hunt is a guy that I would not hate giving that kind of money to. Because he, he makes a difference. He's one of those guys. He's, he's, he doesn't miss games he's, either. He's one of the few. I, w- I will argue with him. Especially Hunt. in Kansas City, he was one of the few that wasn't. just. He did affect the game. He was a running back his balance, his ability to catch passes. He was a guy that was in that pressure. All line. around back, three down back. Explosive plays here and there all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did it against the Chiefs. He, yep. he jumped over someone. Yes, he did. Jumped over multiple people. He did it twice. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's insane. No, he, he's, he's a really good player. He's um, a backup running back, and he's on the level of, like, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara type. Well. Like, changing. Like, if he was a number one running back, that is that, where he that's would where be. That's where he'd be. And he's a backup. Maybe. It's insane. Maybe. He did average five yards a carry. He had a score, uh, six carries for 33 and he yards. Had, he had, in fantasy alone, when he was with the Chiefs his rookie year, oh, his he averaged over 25 points a game. Yeah, his numbers were insane. So, yeah, I th- I think it would be fair to say that he would be if on the Kansas Kansas City. Yeah. I think I think of most teams. If Kareem Hunt was a starting running back on an NFL team, and this is probably fantasy speaking. He is getting picked with Alvin Kamara. And the top Christian ten pick. McCaffrey. He's top ten, probably top five pick. Very probable. I, I honestly, I don't disagree with that, especially from a fantasy perspective. Um, the, the, the run defense for the Chiefs 
well, you know, you guys are familiar with this sentence. The run defense for the Chiefs was not very good on Sunday. Um, that's a sentence that's been said a lot over the last few years. Even though the defense has in, seemingly improved under Spagnuolo year after year, um, they've still not been able to consistently defend the run super well. And this obviously was major regression. Uh, does that, like, super concern you guys? Or do you think this was, like, this is the best running team they're going to play all year? Um, this is easily the, the playoffs. This is easily, if not number one, number two running team in the league. Yes. You only give number one or number two to Tampa because they have Rojo and Leonard Fournette. And honestly, they still don't run the ball enough as they should. This is a number one running run first offense. This is the best running offense that we're going to see. They averaged five and a half yards up to 17 yards per carry. There was not one person other than whoever this Jay Gillian, I'm, he had one carry, J, Jamie Gillian, he had one carry for zero yards. Everybody else averaged at minimum five and a half yards a carry all the way up to 17 yards a carry. In fairness, that was on one carry for Anthony Schwartz, but yes. That's still ridiculous. I think Jarvis Landry had two for six and a half on that. And a score. Um, this is going to be the rest. This is going to be the best rushing team that anybody faces. Which yeah. is why. And, and Chiefs even one time of possession in this game. I told you. Yeah. Hey, who told you? It doesn't matter. I don't care who told me. I told you. Whoever stat. wins time of possession is going to win the game. Meaningless stat. Um, <laughs> I'll call you dad. You should. You guys have a great conversation. (laughs) So there was actually a time in this game where time of possession did take a big toll in the game. The third quarter, the Browns had the ball, and I I haven't even looked at this, but they had the ball for no more than a minute and a half in the third quarter. We had Mm -hmm. two seven-minute drives in the third quarter. Well, see, here's what gets lost in this conversation, is that it doesn't matter about how much time everyone had. It matters that the Chiefs scored points in that third quarter. They took advantage of having the ball longer. Having the ball longer and ending, and I know this sounds obvious, but I feel like people just ignore this a lot of the time when having this conversation, is that, yeah, if you have the ball longer and then end that with touchdowns, cool. Like, that's great. Yeah, like, let's do that. But it doesn't matter unless you score. Having the ball longer is completely meaningless Unless you end your drives in touchdowns. I feel the like that's obvious. It, it, it should be, but I feel like no one actually has, like, no one actually mentions that when discussing time the possession. The points were a big like, part of that, but something I want to bring up was Baker had a, probably the best half of football he's ever played. Or in the first half? Or one of them. In the first half. Oh, he's funny. We get the ball at halftime, we take a seven-minute drive, Baker hasn't been on the field or thrown a pass in 30 minutes, because it's right after halftime. They get out there, they run like three plays, Nick Chubb fumbles the ball, we take another seven-minute drive. Baker's barely played football for the last hour. He's just been sitting on the on the sideline, and the fourth quarter speaks for itself. I mean, he played well. And that's where time and possession can he, help. Not only are you right, it helps in scoring, but when you can keep somebody who's got the hot oh, hand man, off the field, get him cold. Can you imagine trying to keep up, keep up with Tyreek Hill after being on the on the field for 14 minutes. That's the reason they got 17 DB subs. <laughs> I, in time possession, having the ball obviously matters at like the end when of halves, situationally, when you you are going to maybe try to end the game, right, or end a half, score at the end of the half and not leave any time left for the other team. And I'll give, like, that's not unfair, but like, we've seen that even happen against the Chiefs. I know that very few and zero quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes, but we have seen teams do that against the Chiefs, have long drives like consecutively and score, and it doesn't matter. Cause, and I get that it matters even less for the Chiefs because they have Patrick Mahomes. And for other games and for other teams, it might matter a little bit more because the Chiefs just have – we saw one play 75 yards to Tyreek Hill. Um, <laughs> I do want to ask that. We're talking about Tyreek Hill. Has he – I think this is probably – I think this is probably a synonymous yes across the board. But has he solidified himself as a top five receiver? I think so. Would you think five. would you think that he has solidified himself as a top three? I think that's definitely an argument. There's no, a, I wouldn't say solidified. There's who would you put in the top three if if it's not Tyree? 
Obviously, you've got D Hop. I said D Hop. D Hop in there. Uh, I want to say Julio, but not he anymore. hasn't played. It, he hasn't played up to it. Not anymore. I mean, um, it's only been a week. He's with a new team. Devontae Adams is arguable. Devontae Adams. I'll give you Devontae. Sure. It's always um, so that that three spot. I mean, I think it. I think it has to go. That goes. Goes in there. I think it has to be Tyree. For the it, production the, that he's had over the, the last few years, there's definitely an argument. There's it, it can't be Michael Thomas. Thomas. No, not even close. That's yeah, he's not, not even close. He's arguably not top fifteen. Um, I don't. I don't think there's another receiver that you can put there. I yeah. I'm tr- I'm really genuinely trying to think. Yeah, I I, mean, I, Stephon, I mean, maybe Stephon Diggs. Diggs is pretty damn good. But he's, I'm he's taking Ty over Diggs every day. He had a really good first season. I mean, he did. He did. Still not better than Tyree. I think it, it might be. I, I There's think definitely he's, an argument to be at. I would, I, I would I, I, Sure. He's I could give you top that. five. I'd give you that. He's top five for sure. With because the, if he's not three, he's four. And if he's not four, then like, I mean, there's no chance he's not five. So, so I'd give you that. And is, uh, is Travis Kelsey just going to be this wide open the rest of the year? Apparently in every so. single game? Apparently, yeah. I think so. Well, he has seven... He has seven yards of separation per pass play, it seems like. I don't know if he... Did he say this on the Manning thing, or was this... It was, he, it was on the Manning It was on the Manning. Thing. He just kind of runs whatever he wants. As long as, he he, as long as he doesn't interfere with other people's routes, he can do pretty but much do whatever. You, do you also understand how, like, big brain that has That's to be? Kinda, you have brain. to understand the, the playbook so as well as Patrick Mahomes to know that you can run whatever you want... As long as you're not going to get in somebody else's yeah. way. And we know the other receivers <laughs> also have at least some freedom to adjust routes on the fly. Oh, definitely. And there's always, so, there's always like, you've got a certain amount of time, and then right. automatic, you're, like, you're running, you're finding your quarterback, where mm. are you going to get open? Right. But to have that every single play is just like, I'm going to do this, and then find my quarterback. And, do, like, and right. I feel like Tyreek might have some of that same kind of leeway as well. And maybe that's why we're so hard on our wide receiver, too, because it's just not fair to McCole Hardman or Demarcus Robinson to expect that kind of, like, flow with the play I would thing. I would say Tyreek, if he does have that leeway, it's going to be more structured and far less available to him. Travis is nine times out of the ten in the middle of the field. He's He's either the number one option or he's – the last ditch effort option. Yeah. Whereas Tyreek, like I've got to know what he's running because I've yeah. got to know is the safety playing over the top to help? Is he coming over to hit this guy? And that's why it makes the the, the yeah. play between Travis so easy. It's also but you've got to know what Tyreek is running so that the rest of it. So I think it if he it's does also, have that leeway, it's more structured. It's also way different screwing up on a play that's going to corners and safeties. Also, twenty-five yards down the field to <laughs> yes. five to ten yards down the field to a linebacker. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We we got to talk a little bit about the rest of the receivers, though, because McCole Hard, especially McCole Hardman. To. I don't I'm either. Really. McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson combined for four catches for twenty-eight yards. So I was I was listening to and McCole had three of those catches. I was listening to six ten today, <laughs> and you know there there obviously uh, Nate. I think it was Nate Taylor had talked about over the season, Byron Pringle, Byron Pringle, Byron Pringle. He's right. going to be the number three receiver, and everybody in Kansas City lost their minds and was like, yes, this is exactly what we want. And we all got behind it. You guys know what the snap count was yesterday? I didn't or not yesterday, I'm sorry. It was 45 snaps for D-Rob, 10 snaps to Byron. D-Rob was out there that much. Seventy. He was out there and a minimum of seventy-five percent of. He was and he was invisible. invisible. One that, catch and one other target I can remember. He was out there far more than McColl. What was? How many snaps did McColl? I with? didn't look that part up. If you want to look that up, you can. I. It wasn't Byron forty-five. Pringle, Byron Pringle will never be the number three receiver on this team. I don't think he'll I think ever. Byron Pringle is in a in a niche role with the Chiefs and uh, he's going to stay there. It is. It is, and and I I'll I'll agree with that. But it's disheartening to know that your number because he's the number two receiver. D Rob with the amount of snaps that he's taking is the number two receiver, and to be that completely invisible. McColl 
had 42 snaps. Okay, so he was out there basically the also, same amount of time, but also completely invisible. Invisible. <laughs> I think he had two catches. Three. Right? Three catches. Three for 19 yards. And I remember one of them. It was it, the one where Pat went, dropped into submarine pitcher level arm slot and threw it out to him in the flat. That's the only one I remember. And that, that was the one where he turned up field and then yeah. he went out of bounds before. I believe so, yeah. yeah that's yeah, the other thing. How in the world do you down. go out of bounds yeah. before the first down and nobody's coming at you? Well, because I, I remember being in the stands. I was like, let's go. McCole's like going to like start doing this. And then he ran out of bounds. All of my friends are... Then it's third and one, and I was like, all right, McCole, you still freaking suck. I hate you. Like, all of my friends are sitting there going, oh my gosh, it's the first down, it's the first down. I'm like, guys, they're going to mark him a yard short. Yeah. He went out. Well, yeah, that's... And a, then they marked him a yard that was, short. That was yeah. the same energy in the stadium. Everybody's like, let's, let's go. go. What are you like, thinking? Freaking ran out of bounds at... Take the hit. Yeah. You're out, like, I don't want you to get hurt. But this is football. Take the hit. Get the yardage. Yeah. Guys, I'm I'm so over Demarcus Robinson. I'm over D. I don't want to talk about it. He sucks. I He's love awful. D. Rob and I love McCole, but man, I don't want them. And they, I I trust. <laughs> if they were on another team, you wouldn't love them. I trust. Just no, I would. I, I, wherever <laughs> McCole goes and wherever D. Rob goes, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. So I'm gonna follow. I like them as people and players. I do, but like them. They just they just don't get it, and it's so frustrating. I trust that if they were sitting in this room with us and we were you know sharing a pizza and a beer that we'd have be a, cool. we'd have a great be time great and they'd be wonderful I'd people love to go bowling they with, are not good at, at playing wide receiver and it's I don't, just, I don't just, take it's joy in saying that because we've seen Demarcus Robinson flash very solid ability I'm, we've seen McCall Hardman flash very solid ability McCall Hardman is too one dimensional and Demarcus Robinson just seemingly does not understand what Patrick Mahomes wants him to do I've dogged on, on McCall Hardman for at least two seasons now. Which is weird because you really, really like McCall Hardman. But and I man, get it because he, he does seem like a so really good guy. frustrating. Like, he's got all the tools. He should be a great wide receiver. And he's and out here he getting three doesn't. catches for 19 and yards. But I, there's no defined wide receiver, too. I've never there's no defined third option. I've and you have that many snaps. Wrong, so. Like, get the hell open. Patrick throws it 30 times a game. Don't, and he threw it 37 times in this game. Don't allow... 36. Like, if you want to stay on this team, you can't allow, and I want this to happen, but you can't allow Clyde to become the number three target. And he was. And he... Well, he and McColl both had the same amount of same amount of catches. So, but he seemingly, I think, got more targets. He got a lot more targets. He got a lot of targets. Come on, D-Robin McColl? Uh... No, uh, right. Clyde. Oh, Clyde yes. Well, the running backs get more targets because of the throwaway option. I, more than likely, but that's still an option. Like, at least he's yeah. open. Well, I'm talking about, like, not getting an intentional grounding, like throwing it over the running back's head. No, because they were all to him. I, and again, I don't think he, like, he, he, he had three receptions. Mm-hmm. I think he may have had, like, five targets. Yeah. Maybe four targets. And he, like missed he, had, he had three catches for 29 yards. Right. I just don't know how many targets he had, but yeah, it wasn't a lot. Which is more yards no. than McCole and D-Rob combined. It's yeah. just disheartening to see it this way. I know we talked about it a little bit. I never want to be wrong about a player so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I wish McCole. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not comfortable with the free agents that are available. No. I mean, I don't even know who all is available. I know we've talked about John Brown. John Brown and is John Brown is I think a fine the number receiver, two, but he's always injured, especially this late in his age. I think the only other option is Golden Tate. <laughs> Who plays more games this season, Josh Gordon or uh, Sammy Watkins? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that was the other well, one. Same as, it, same as it won. <laughs> that, so. was the, that was the other. Honestly, I would take a flyer on Josh Gordon. <laughs> I would take a flyer on Josh Gordon. I take a flyer on Josh Gordon at, at this point. Like, it's not like he's a locker room cancer; he just can't stay off the weed, which is not a problem anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, try him. Why not? And that's, like, and the thing is, There's like... There's a real problem there besides just smoking weed. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. I um, think he's gotten help with that. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey obviously were remarkable. Travis Kelsey, six catches, 76 yards, two scores. Tyreek Hill, 11 catches, 197 yards and a touchdown. Obviously, they were both really, really good. And you do expect those guys to put up big numbers pretty much on a weekly basis with, you know, maybe a week or two exception here or there. Um, but normally the Chiefs, even, the, even if it's Sammy Watkins, have had a guy that you kind of trust, you know, or it's Kareem Hunt when they had Kareem Hunt, but they have a guy that you kind of trust to come in 
and be able to go like five catches for 60 yards, you know, six catches, seven catches for 70, 80 yards and a score. Sometimes the Chiefs don't have that. I don't even honestly, that's not even what I want. I want somebody who can get eight targets, five receptions. And if he pulls 100 yards off of that, that's an amazing game. Sure. But if he gets 70 yards off of it, I'll well, be extremely and, then, happy. and that's what I'm saying. Like, it, normally they had a guy that is that. Or they have, like, a Kareem Hunt that you can genuinely know is going to go and have 120 yards of total offense. Right. And a score to most nights. That's what we need. They had had that. They've had that. They had that in 2018 when they had both Kareem and Sammy. They had that in 2019. Even so with Sammy, and I know he's been hurt, but he is that guy when he's out there. And this year, they genuinely don't. And I know I know you guys like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He's my sister's favorite player. I get it. He seems like a likable dude. But he's not that guy. I think he is that guy. I, I truly I think he's part, not. Part of it last year is he played, what was it 12 games? 14 games? He had 1,000 yards from the line of scrimmage as a rookie. It was good. And we didn't rush the ball a whole lot, so he was a big pass catcher. And, and I think he's a little underrated. I think I mean, we're going to see it this year. 14 carries for 43 yards. That's 3.1 yards a carry. And that's, I uh, get the Browns front is good. the best front we're going to face in all season, maybe. And, and we really, well, the Ravens I mean, 14, front is next. 14 carries, that's, that's not I, a lot. I think that's the not a front, front forward is better. Than I think it's a lot. Yeah, I think it is better than the Ravens. It might be. Especially with Jadavion and Derek. Miles. Miles uh, and also, let's finish up what we're talking about here, and then and then we'll have to talk about another struggle that happened that included Miles Garrett um, on the offense. Which, this is also a weird tone I feel like we're taking. The Chiefs won this game, and it was awesome. <laughs> like and We're just being nitpicky at we're this being point. Nitpicky. Because let's be honest, this may be one of the best teams that we face all year. We have the Ravens yeah. coming up next week. And honestly, after Monday night game... I'm not scared also, of the, the way like the Packers looked. The Packers, and the Packers got looked awful. Like, well, also as a Chiefs fan, week one, and then the Bills nice. also looked pretty much garbage. Like, I, yeah, I, this potentially, potentially again, it's week one. Potentially, could be the best team we face all year. Yeah, no, genuinely, it might be. And they looked damn good. They did. They looked really. Patrick Mahomes. The Browns are here to stay, people. Yeah. Yeah. No, like the Browns looked really good. Mm. Patrick Mahomes played an incredible they're not, game. They're not going anywhere with a run game. No, a, honestly, a run game like that's at least one. Honestly, games. Baker Mayfield, if he continues to play like this, will be here to say, and it's a contract yeah. year. Even if Baker he's going to get paid, contract year undefeated. Baby. Even if Baker Mayfield falls flat on his face and just reverts, that back team to, is still yeah. going to be here with that run game. You're winning ten games. Nope, that's false. But you're uh, winning ten games with that defense and that run game. You're winning ten. Games. I wish I, I wish I did this podcast with people my age instead of two have you ever year olds heard of the Tennessee Titans? <laughs> okay, just because I <laughs> yeah, I had even Ty- Ryan Tannehill has two thousand yards and a decent defense, and they go to an AFC. Yeah, because Ryan Tannehill can still throw the friggin' ball. The running game he matters. Played, he played I'm, Alex about, Smith role. I don't cuss on shows, and you're pushing me the line of cussing because this is <laughs> asinine to talk about. Oh my gosh! It's close okay. enough. It's close. Um. <laughs> anyway, um, another thing that really was frustrating to me was the fact that I mean, like, look, okay, Miles Garrett is like on the short list of best pass rushers in the NFL. So let's also take that into consideration. But also, Orlando Brown got torched all day. He did not look good. He got torched. He looked better in the second half. Sure. But the first he, half was rough. And like So much for not letting anybody in the world touch Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> right. that, got, that got undone right. in game one. It's one thing to get beat by Miles Garrett. That's going to happen because it's Miles Garrett. It's another thing to get consistently destroyed by Miles Garrett, at least through a half. And I would agree, he was he better. definitely shorted up. But he also still in the second half allowed a sack. He's still Garrett was still getting pressure back there. Like, do you know who was really impressive? Like, if we're going to talk about how good Miles Garrett was, let's talk about how great Jadavion he was good. is. Yeah, he's great, and how good he. And everybody goes, "Oh, he doesn't get the sack." Excuse me, he has the most pressures out of anybody in the NFL. Yeah, I think he holds a record for most pressures because he just knows how to get in the backfield and disrupt a play. You don't have to get sacks. We've talked about this before. And you and know who again, held their damn attack. you know who held their damn ground? Lucas Niang. Yeah. Lucas Niang didn't look like a rookie. That kid looked bent on revenge and wasn't gonna take no ankle biters for nothing. And I will say, for Creed I, looked good, gave up zero pressures. Yeah. Creed looked really good. I was really focused on Orlando Brown for, on the O line because he didn't look good, but I could focus on him 
because none of the rest of the old line was crumbling. Like yeah, it was Orlando Brown was the only guy that looked like he had with problems. A couple, like head mistakes. Sure. But otherwise, that, though, like, like he's the only one that was, and that was the one thing. Whenever when he came over, I wasn't one who was saying that, but there were a lot of people saying that Ob is one guy you got to look at. He's going to crumble under pressure. I never saw that from him in Oklahoma. I didn't really see it in in Baltimore. Maybe it's new offense. He did have a whole season. Maybe it's just Miles freaking Garrett. So I mean, Miles Garrett might be ready to go off for a, a twenty six combination. New offense, short off season. And, and then you just there. face like one of the three best pass rushers <laughs> in the NFL in week one. I mean, it's probably it definitely feels like a perfect storm. Yeah, not at least he didn't play Chandler Jones. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Lanta! We played the Cardinals. This we do no, not play the goodness. Cardinals. We played them last year, and, and we, they won't make it to the Super Bowl. Did we play them last? No, uh, twenty eighteen. It was twenty eighteen. So but be, we did play them in the preseason, right? Um, but yeah, no. I mean, the O line though, the other four. Looked, I thought very solid. Yeah, there was a couple. There was a couple penalties, and there was a couple like you're saying, a, a couple uh, brain mistakes for people. Um, but otherwise, like they allowed like very little pressure uh, the rest of the game. Like they they looked they looked very solid. The other four outside of outside of Brown, they, for sure. they, they were they're definitely solid. Um, although they still like you know run. It, it was weird. It felt like the run blocking was not there. A ton, but they did hold up in pass pressure, uh, pass protection a lot. They had flashes. Sure, but it wasn't great overall. Right? Yeah, it, yeah, definitely. It wasn't like they were atrocious blocking for the run. It was just it wasn't because we thought kind of going into this year that run blocking was going to be even more the strength of this O line yeah. and pass protection. And in this game, at least, it seemed to be the other way around. Again, not that they were terrible run blocking. It just they were better pass blocking. Right. Um. Anything else from this game that really stood out besides the epic comeback? Daniel Sorensen actually looks good. Hey, Dan, um, Dan Sorensen making winning plays in a football but again, game. We, we've been doing this. We did this last year for half the season. He looked like he was bent on revenge and to get a fat contract. Yeah. So we'll have to play that one out. I, I also want to point out Juan Thornhill in Tyran's position. I I like how well he played. I also don't like it because that scares me moving forward in the future with him yeah. not having a contract. I like Juan Thornhill and Tyran playing together. Please let them play together, please. please. Fred Veach, we've got nine million in cap space this year. Don't go spend it on another receiver. Just re-sign Tyran moving forward. Tyran is like the Eric Berry we used to have, where he just holds together. Yeah, he just plays so much better. And then sometimes he just makes plays that just. Like it doesn't matter what the rest of the defense does because he just makes a He's play. There. As long as the other, as long as the other guys do their job, Tyron Matthew makes a play. We need Tyron. Yes, very we much. need him. I want to keep Juan, and I want him to play that great. But we need Tyron because Juan was good. One, and if we honestly, he Juan, returned to his rookie season form. He looked really one. good. I would say I'm he really returned to season four. If we have to potentially let Juan go after his contract's up to keep Tyron, so be it. I'll, I'll will, I will make that sacrifice. I'll be fine with that because if you have to pick, if you have to pick, I'm I'll, I'll take Tyron or Tyran. I'm, 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 I'm taking Tyron. Yeah. I'm taking the Honey Badger all day. Yeah. I, I don't think we would ever have to come to. I hope not. Certainly, come to that unless Juan plays out of his mind and is just right. demanding a huge contract. Here's the sure. other thing. Well, here's the other thing. We're also going to have to make Tyron the the number one highest paid safety in the league. If we're going yeah. to re-sign him. Which I'm okay with. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. There's been a that. couple of safeties getting signed here uh, as the season has kicked off, and he totally deserves to be compensated where he sits in the rankings, and better than that because in the rankings of safeties, they don't have him as number one, and he's clearly, I think, by all fan accounts, he is the number one safety in the league. Yeah, I, I would. I that is seemingly kind of the consensus at this point that Tyron is one of the best, if not the best, safety in the NFL. You definitely have to resign him. I hope. Um, yeah. Anything else from from Chiefs Browns? Did you ever think the Chiefs were going to lose? No. Uh, so halftime, uh, I was standing in line for food with my buddy who's a Browns fan, uh, and we were standing next to some other Browns fans, and they were like, "Oh, did you see the score? It's like twenty-two to ten, and uh, they're like we're up twelve points." I was like. Okay, uh, I guess you guys have forgotten uh, how good Patrick Mahomes is in the second half. Came back like, oh, no, we haven't forgotten. We're just enjoying it or whatever. And I'm like, all right, well, good luck because it's not going to last. <laughs> May I refer then, you to Super Bowl Fifty Four? So we get we get back to the, the stands and uh, 
they kick off and the energy is just in, insane after halftime. Oh, I bet. Um, Nick Chubb fumbles the ball and I turn to my buddy who's a Browns fan. I was like, seen this a hundred times. <laughs> this doesn't end well for you. This is like <laughs> 38 to 28 <laughs> Chiefs. Like, this doesn't go well for you. <laughs> and then, it almost then, did we, too. then we score on that. And then, oh my goodness, I think that's the loudest Arrowhead's ever been on a first punt. People were saying that. Punt. <laughs> loud. Yeah. When he, and then he drops that punt, and I'm like, I, I turn to my my buddy who's the Browns fan, and I'm just like, let's go, this is what we do, baby! <laughs> that, that, that drop punt was, that, that was the thing. That was awesome. That, yeah, that, no, that was, it definitely was. Moment. He was rattled. Yeah. I wasn't there for the record-breaking noise, but that... That stadium on Sunday might have been closed. That was what I was hearing from people that were at the game, is that, like, that was about the loudest they've ever heard it. And, I, I mean, I went to uh, divisional round playoffs uh, in 2019 and 2020, or no, 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 2018 and 20, or 2018 and 2019, divisional and the AFC Championship game. That might be the loudest I've ever heard Arrowhead. Which is crazy. That's Insane. crazy. It's I, also coming back after a year of having no fans, right. so yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah, no, that does make that, that does make a lot of sense. Um, I I've been there for primetime games. I've been there for primetime games against the Broncos. I was at a divisional round game. I've heard Arrowhead really loud, and I can only imagine if people are saying it's the loudest they've ever heard it, how loud that place must have gotten. Um, super super fun. Um, I also really didn't think I was never super nervous they would lose. The only point I was like, okay, I I could see them losing this game was when they failed to score in their drive before halftime. Um when it was twenty it was twenty two to ten, they were going down to try to make it twenty two seventeen and they got no points out of that drive. I was like, okay, like that was a big drive. Like I wish they would have scored there. I still thought they I still knew that there was a large percent chance that they were gonna come back and at least make it a game. For sure. Um but yeah, no I mean that's can that's we, the Patrick Mahomes effect. Can we talk about the balls on Stefanski man? Oh, he's a great coach. I I like the way he coaches. Two drives in a row on the first on the first two drives, and they both worked out. That play right before halftime that's on Andy Reid, but also like wow, wow, like the balls on this man. He won Coach of the Year last year for a reason. He he has some big nards. And Andy Reid should have definitely went for that fourth. Definitely should have should have gone. Should have, but we're the better team, and we just don't have to. No, heck of a performance. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was absolutely clicking. Um, we yeah, did have some games going throughout the rest of the day too. I mean, that was probably was the that was probably day. the best game. Chiefs, Chiefs. I, Browns. I would argue it was. Although uh, Bengals Minnesota, that was a Bengals great game Minnesota well. going just into not, not the prestige overtime. of Browns Chiefs, but it that was a fun game. Uh, Kirk. Kirk, first Cousins did have a hell of a day. Joe Burrow also looked Jamar really, Chase really good. catching his first NFL touchdown from his old college he, buddy. He looked fantastic. Thielen with a, with a pair of them. Justin Jefferson looking almost invisible out there. It was weird. Um, then you had the Steelers. They should not have won this game. The Bills did not look good. Big Ben's arm failed him on every single throw and his receivers bailed him out on every single catch. The media is pushing that the Steelers Big Ben is like back. <laughs> I don't I don't know the what they're Big pushing him back. for. Like I saw all the big <laughs> plays that happened. He over um, he overthrew Naheem or not Naheem. It was Najee, Najee Harris. Harris. He overthrew Na- Najee Harris by 17 yards while he had a wide-open five-yard flat route right into the end zone, completely untouched, ready to go. Yeah. How the hell do you miss a wide-open receiver, running back receiver, whatever he is, out in the middle of the flats with nobody within 10 yards of him, and you overthrow him by 17 feet? Yeah. Not good. Uh, What's uh, what's back is the Steelers' defense being dominant. Yes, yes. And and that's going to make him scary, but it is a 17-week Season, them boys are getting old. And, and Ben Roethlisberger's not playing a full season. I'm sorry. No. I'm not wanting to be Dewey injured. Haskins is coming in. But he's not He's not playing a full season. When has he played a full season in the last, like, five years? I, never. And you're not going to add a game and all of a sudden he's going to get through 17. There's just, there's no way. And even if he does, his arm is going to be detached from his body at some point. He's going to look like Drew Brees at the end of last year. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I eventually that man that is going to... So, yeah, that was really that was so unfortunate. It's, this is what it's going to look like. It's not going to be good. ready for it. We're going to get that two years in a row. This is going to be way, way less sad to watch it than it was with Drew Brees. <laughs> but how do you feel? Uh, 
Caleb, knowing that the Bills are your team, how sus- suspect they actually played. It's Josh Allen threw it 51 times, wow. completed 30 of them, 270 and a tutty. Didn't turn it over that I know of, but like Diggs didn't play well. They, they Zach Moss was out. The defense gave up 23. It, it wasn't its usual self. Like they didn't look good. It's week one. I would, I would definitely. I'm giving. I mean, the Packers. I'm not worried about the Packers. They just lost <laughs> 38 to three. The the Bills lost the close one with Steelers. I got to give teams a few weeks to start. And that's I, 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 I'll give you that. So uh, we're going to talk about the Packers. And do you they think looked uh, awful. they looked they so looked, bad? They looked awful. Is LASIK Jameis, baby? Is uh, yeah, LASIK Jameis is looking great again. Week one, we'll have to wait how that right. one pans out. That was the worst um, anybody's ever heard that. But <laughs> <laughs> is, is Aaron Rodgers throwing? I I hope so. And Aaron, is Aaron Rodgers just throwing? He's like, hey. Jordan Love isn't your guy, so I'm going to make sure you get the number one overall pick, and you're going to send me off to a good team, and I'm going to I'm going to look out for the fans. Maybe that was the agreement. You come back, play like crap. We trade you for nothing. But Aaron Rodgers doesn't do that. Also, that wouldn't even be valuable. To the organization. It's not valuable to him or the organization. Yeah, for Rodgers to be worse. Um, Abby, what is what is, what is going on? So he can go. Uh, or get traded at the deadline. <laughs> but what's what's going yeah. on with Green Bay? What happened there? Because that's uh, not a Green Bay that we've seen. They were Again, awful. week one, but that's not a Green Bay we've ever seen. No. And they're returning they were a lot of players. They were terrible. I, and honestly, looking at their roster going into the season, I wondered if Green Bay would be maybe not as good as a lot of people were thinking. They Most did. of us picked them to go to the Super Bowl with the Chiefs. And I thought that was a little bit over the top. I said that they would not make it past the divisional round. Um, however, I still thought they'd be in the playoffs. And I still think they will, just because I don't think that's I think they'll get it together. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be. They're not going to be 38-3 gonna, every week, obviously. At this point, the Vikings look better. But, but like, also, but, I did not yeah, account for... Everybody in the NFL looks better than the Vikings. Well, well, this, this one, again, <laughs> one, one week, yeah. Um, you still looks better than that. Let's right not, now, let's not, go, let's not go crazy. They did. Um, I mean, they, I mean, they did. Week one. Sure, yes. <laughs> I did not account for Rodgers being the problem, though. Like, Rodgers was awful. No. He was terrible. And that's not something you're used to seeing. Even in down years for the Packers and down years for Rodgers, that's one of the worst time, uh, worst games of Like, a down year for Rodgers like, was a career year for most QBs. I say, down year for him is like 4,100 and still like 26 touchdowns. Exactly. Like, like it's just it's it's not like down here for him is not completely destroying every team you play by twenty points. Like yeah. it, this was one of the worst games I've ever seen from him statistically, at least. Like he was awful, and and that hairdo's not doing him any favors. No, but he's getting old, man. And he is. He's getting up there um, for quarterback. Yeah, it's 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 weird for Green Bay. Like they were truly truly terrible. Jameis was did not throw for many yards, but threw for many touchdowns. Um, and that's just because Alvin Kamara is. Just the best running back we may have ever seen. Yeah, he's really good. Um, That's why I was baffled when people were not picking the first overall fantasy. I'm like, there's not a guy who's going to put up long points this season. Christian McCaffrey. He's not. He's not. Points. He might. Mm. Well, while we're he's on also the coming off of a huge yeah. Sure. Well, while we're on the topic of that, I mean, Sam Darnold hey. looked not, pretty. Not bad. He looked not bad. Which is what he was. Right. <laughs> what that he looked not bad. I said he was going to be good this season. I said that he was going to be decent. I, I'm not a huge fan. I, of I killed me for that take. I definitely said he was. I didn't say good. he was. I didn't say he was going to be good. I, I said, said he wasn't going to be as bad. I said he'd be bad. And and honestly, Zach Wilson showed it. Now again, these are two four teams. Pretty pretty mediocre. So we'll have to see yeah. how the rest it's of it plays out. Yeah. But Zach Wilson didn't look bad. No. Sam Darnold. Really well. Sam Darnold didn't look bad either, but in I will fairness, say Robbie Anderson looked great. Well, he had one catch. Yeah, which looks great. Um, I, I will. I think he only had one catch. I think it was the touchdown. Was um, that maybe? maybe uh, it was. No, I thought I it was more, than, he, more he, than that. He's on my fantasy team. Okay. I think well, he kind of went like, on. He, he, he didn't have very many though. I think he might have had two. Um. Oh, look. I'm getting there as well. He had one catch, fifty-seven yards in the tub. Yeah, oh, what was one? Yeah, he still put up twelve. Which, I said that still. He did okay, have three targets. He, he put up twelve point seven for me. 
nice uh, 57 yard average. Um, Christian McCaffrey did have a 100% catch rate. That's pretty good. Nine for nine. That's pretty good. I will say, I think the Panthers' win was the least impressive win of the day. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Least impressive win of week one. Um, just based on the opponent, only winning by five at home. Uh, no. wasn't like the best thing you've ever seen. There was a team that played Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. Well, they did. They Trevor did, Lawrence threw three picks. Well, they did destroy them, though. It wasn't close. That's true. Um, most impressive win of the day might, other than New Orleans, which was very impressive, might go to Arizona. I don't know. I, mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know it. if I'd call that impressive. I mean, it was impressive. I mean, you, they you went on the road and won by 25. I mean, yeah, but you also talked about how bad that defense was. Oh, they're not good, and they looked very not good. I, I thought that. their defense was going to be better than that. It clearly is not. I was going to say the Raiders just because of who they beat, but it was also very embarrassing. <laughs> it was, and the Raiders so, also did not look very good. I don't know about all that. Um... I think it was a it's a really bad matchup for the Titans because with having not a great pass rush and Kyler just stands back there and throws to very good receivers against mediocre corners. He also can't see over his offensive line. <laughs> so we got the meme out there and, also, and Patrick to they, really they talked to Pat about yeah. that. He was like, you know, yeah, F it, Tyreek's down there somewhere. That's literally how Kyler Murray has to play. That's what he looks like a lot of the time. But he's he was very good. <laughs> he was really yes. good. Um, had a really bad uh, personal foul. At the end of the game. I didn't oh, see did that. I what didn't happened? see that. Um, he, so it was going to be third and one, but it ended up being third and sixteen because he Ooh. hit somebody in the face while he was blocking them on a run play. Oh, bad! Oh, it bad. doesn't look like he's enjoying his time oh, outside so, of Atlanta. Speaking let's of, see. actually, let's let's circle back to Chief Bills real quick. Uh, the the little tussle on the sideline. Oh, uh, Chiefs Browns. Browns. Yes, or Chiefs Browns. Yes, yes. What did I say? Chiefs Ravens. Bill. Bills. 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 Oh, uh, yeah. Other B team. Chiefs Browns. Um, was it Ronnie Harrison? Yeah, the Ronnie safety. Harrison. Uh, and also and Greg. Um, actually, I don't know which what I coach don't it was. Know. I don't know. Coach was like Greg. Greg something. Um, I'll I'll grant you. I think the penalty on the coach is fine. I, I don't. Think you he definitely should. have to give the penalty to the coach. You I think it has to be two penalties. But it does have to be an ejection. I agree. I think it was exact. How the refs handled that situation, I actually think, was exactly correct. But they took away the penalty from the coach. Did they? They did take. If you didn't see, we got 15 yards on it. They went and waved. We got 15. We got 15. I I thought it was offsetting. Yeah, because they went back and they conferred. So they actually took the penalty away from the coach. The ejection to Trent. Translated well on on watching it on the yes, yes, it did. Nobody it, in the stadium, I, me and Cooper, my buddy, had no idea. Well, here is the issue: the the ref did not translate it well. I think his mic didn't turn on it until halfway through. But we could read his lips, and they were telling us what he was saying because I think the feed patches directly in, even yeah. if their mic isn't on from the referees. So they did. No ex- they did explain what happened, but we were also getting the replay, and so everybody sitting at home was saying, "Yes, this is a foul." And it looked like it. I mean, as soon as yeah. Clyde goes down, he stands on top of him, and yeah. then they don't ever show the feet. It looks like Ronnie stomping on top of him, and then all you see you, at the a couple angles that they had, you didn't see Greg come in and push him. You just saw Greg getting pushed. You're like, "Oh shit, you got to toss him!" And then they come back with a couple different angles. And it's yeah. like, "Okay, yeah, like you you need to throw the flag on." KC's coach, yeah. you need to throw the flag on the player, and honestly, both need to be ejected. What happened there is I think Pat got that call reversed. Because Pat was over there with the white hat debating that for a good Maybe. They went back and looked at it because of the fans and the players on the field. Well, I, think. I don't think it was I, I don't think they do that very often with, because of the fans. No, 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 no. Pat, I think that was Pat one was where, up there making a case. There was that was a case where it was so Partly just because if you watched a replay of that, it was very obvious that they needed to do something about Ryan Harrison. They saw that was the thing. I I know Pat went up there to make a case. Yeah, but the White Hat also turned his head and he looked at the giant scoreboard with the replay going on. He was like, "Oh, I missed something," and he you could see it on his face. I want refs to do that if they miss something that egregious, especially after the play is dead. Change it, fix it, make it make it the way it's supposed to be. Um, I I I think. In weird situation. You're not going to see that too often. Um, I, I, just, I was reminded of that because we forgot to talk about that. And that was a weird thing that happened uh, in the game. Um, anything else from, from week one? There was a lot that happened in week one. Uh, there was. Uh, I, Matt Stafford looked great. Matt Stafford looked great. The Bears look awful. The Broncos, again, it's Danny Dimes. The, okay, so I think I spoke. 
I think I spoke a little too soon on the Giants having a good roster because <laughs> they have a good roster outside of the two most important spots on their roster, and that's O-line and quarterback. And that's going to mean they're going to lose a lot of games. Yeah, I, I agree. Because they can't even protect their bad quarterback. Can you guys give Tyrod Taylor a little bit, and Teddy Bridgewater, a little bit of respect after this I never, last couple I, of I weeks? I never said Teddy Bridgewater was bad. I just said he wasn't as good as you think he is. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't think he's great. By any means. He's totally fine. He played average and He's definitely team. a starting quarterback <laughs> in the league. Yeah, he's Alex Smith. Like, if you think Cam's a starting quarterback in the league... Well, I don't know Cam. I don't think that's, that's completely <laughs> incorrect, and you need to put Teddy Bridgewater on your yeah. team. Because no, he's going to play better than Cam. Yeah, at this point, sure, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, he's, he's maybe slightly better than, like, Alex Smith was. And I think that is totally fine, and that can win games. And Teddy Bridgewater will win some games, because the Broncos are fairly talented. And same with Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, pretty much the same thing. He's on a terrible team. And I'm giving a lot more props to Tyrod than I am today. I don't even go the other way around because I think, well, they both play bad teams, but. Um, and the Niners almost given up a massive lead. <laughs> that was wild. Like, up until. Brady Mostert, out for the season. Again? Fancy. Yeah. Um, you do? He's having a knee or yeah, uh, yeah, rough blow for me there. Um. Uh, you want this guy that's not going to play until next year for uh, for DeAndre Swift? Um, hey, he may be out soon, too. Who wants somebody to kill somebody? He's not under investigation. Hey, no, he's no, not no, under no. investigation. Your guy killed somebody. My guy, like, tore his knee. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly tore his allegedly. knee. Allegedly. Allegedly tore his knee. He definitely killed someone and maybe tore his knee. I can't be sure. <laughs> um, yeah, week one, it was super fun, though. Super fun football to have football is back. back. Watching Red Zone was so, so awesome. Uh, the Lions thing was so funny, because, like, even, even when they scored and they got the two-point conversion to make it an eight-point game, even to that point, it was like, okay, Niners go out and get a first down or two, and this is still over. Like, they like it's so funny how many lengths the Lions had to go to to get back in the game, and the Niners <laughs> gave it to them over and over and over again. And then and the Lions came up short, because at the end of the day, they're the Lions. But nonetheless, the Niners took a 41-17 game and almost crapped it away. So the Lions without a good quarterback for once, too. Yeah. I mean, and Jared Goff, Jared Goff played well. He did play well, but it's still Jared Goff, and he still threw the ball pretty poorly at the end. I will say, I'd probably take Teddy over Jared Goff. I would take... It's debatable. I would take you over Jared Goff. It's debatable. Well. <laughs> I Caleb, I hate, I hate to inform you of this, I would take Jared Goff ahead of you, according to <laughs> I would probably go over 12 with 16 interceptions. So... <laughs> It's true, same. I, I probably would too. My one, my That's one completion would only be on one of the little pitch plays right in front of me. That all I have to do is let go of the ball and let the receiver <laughs> catch it. That would be my. I'd go one for forty-three with eighteen interceptions. Um, that's probably conservatively low on the interceptions. Um, any any other big takeaways from week one before we wrap up here? Uh, Chris Jones is ten percent away, or almost ten percent to the NFL record already. Two sacks already. Yeah, but you know who's ahead of him? Chandler Jones. <laughs> Chandler Jones. <laughs> who had he's five. on. He's who on. Had, he's on pace for eighty-five. Who's over twenty-five percent of the way to the record <laughs> in one game? He's on. Uh, he's on pace to break the record by week five. And Chandler which, Jones ends up with twenty-seven sacks, and Chris Jones <laughs> ends up with twenty-five. I won't be angry. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be angry. I wouldn't be angry either. Wouldn't be angry either. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Uh, something tells me that won't happen. Not a shot. But it'd be fun to watch. Uh, what do you think? The, what do you think the best? We kind of talked about this a little bit. What do you think the best game? Non non Chiefs Browns Raiders Ravens. <sighs> was it though? Cause it I mean, was. neither team really played well. It, it ended. Bad, both played well. They just both. It was a little wild. Really badly. <laughs> Derek Carr looked awful. Honestly, uh, best game of the week. Awful. I'd have to give it to the Dallas Bucks. Yeah. I think that's the best game of the week. I yeah, think, I honestly, I Minnesota... I because it was on Thursday. Was on Thursday. That was a really good game. Yeah, yes, was. but that's that's the best game of the week. It has to be. Yeah. Because it wasn't like you've got, you've got two other overtime games, but there was some gaps in scoring, and, and somebody had to come back for the lead or whatever. That was score, 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 yeah. score the whole time. Back and forth, 108 passes thrown, my kind of game. Yeah, it's probably Cowboys-Bucks. 
and then the Chiefs Browns, and then Raiders Raiders. I yeah, I go there. I think that's. I think Raiders, Raiders, Raiders was really fun. It was a fun game to Even watch though, just because both teams are so inept, and that you get that, you get as a. Uh, an interception in the end zone off a dude's face mask when the ball goes 35 feet in the air. And as much as you guys hate Lamar and... I don't I'm, hate, Lamar. hate Lamar. He just can't pass. And after last night, passing. you cannot he disagree with me. He had he flashes of non-passing. He, he had that, the flashes. The flash was the whole game. Of, well, of how poorly he, threw, he passed. He, he got the ball it well there. Occasionally. Exactly. He threw the ball well in flashes. Yeah. I'll give you that. He also has some really <laughs> bad passes. Which is passes. better than a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, well. Some. Um, I mean, what was the game that I just thought of that we hadn't... We had, I feel like we hadn't talked about. Great radio. The football team? Uh, not the football team, though. That was that was not an uninteresting game. Seahawks. Seahawks. Because uh, our boy Tyler Lockett... Uh, we're, we're not doing Tyler Lockett. We are not doing year. a Tyler Lockett versus, but but he was great. You, I shouldn't. I should no longer have to. Yeah, I should no longer have. I to. took him in a lot of fantasy leagues this year simply because of the segment we did last year. <laughs> and great. look where he got you. Hey, he's a good pick. He is a good pick, and that that first touchdown catch was ridiculous because he he's super underrated in fantasy. Yeah, that man he catches way too late because he he just catches a lot of touchdowns, guys. Like he just catches, he just catches a lot all of the touchdowns. He's there. I mean, DK's there, but DK's going to get the yards, and Tyler Lockett is just going to run the go route. Yeah, and he's going to be open a lot, and Russell Wilson's going to throw him open a lot because everybody's going to be covering DK. Yeah, because even on his own team, and even being the number one wide receiver, people are going to sleep on Tyler Lockett like yep. they always have, and he's just yeah. going to outperform everyone. Yeah. Here's Tyler Lockett funny. in the last four seasons for fantasy. Uh, this is ranked in PPR. 17th receiver, 13th receiver, 8th, and then 7th. So the last four years, he's been a top 20 receiver that's, in fantasy. That's pretty good. I think it is really funny a little bit that the, that the Seahawks have arguably like the most wide receiver-looking player to ever play wide receiver and the least. DK Metcalf <laughs> looks like he was created in a lab to play football, and Tyler Lockett looks like he, he just picked him up. It was some guy walking his dog on the street, and you're like, hey, do you want to just catch some balls real quick from Russell Wilson? Just take a minute. <laughs> like, it, it, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. They did bring a guy from Foot Locker to be their receiver the year they went to the Super Bowl. Did they really? Oh, uh, that, that's it was like their third or fourth string yeah, wide yeah, receiver. Say, I, I, I uh, they had to bring him from Foot Locker because they had no receivers on their squad or their practice squad. Right, yeah, that does sound familiar. Um, and DK Metcalf <laughs> still ended up being good. He caught a touchdown. I think he had oh, like 80 yards. Yeah, he was yeah. still good. Um, they, they, they blew the Colts out. Carson Wentz looked meh. Yeah. As usual. Yeah. I mean, he didn't look as bad as he did last Their year. Their defense Philly. looked awful. Yeah. I honestly, at the, I think the AFC South, if it weren't, if the AFC East didn't exist, the AFC South would be the worst division in football. Yeah. But also, it's been like that for years. That's true. The AFC South has been wildly mediocre nine times out of ten. If not worse than mediocre, yeah. If not, and often most of the teams I are think worse. You could probably argue that the AFC South is definitely worse. I would. You could argue it. I mean, but again, I guess it's, you it's could through, just because the Eagles have won a Super Bowl within the last five years. It's through. I mean, the Cowboys are good. I think the Cowboys I are better Cowboys than we thought they were. In the AFC South. But also, Washington just lost Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you sleep on Taylor Haneke. Taylor Haneke looked really good from what we see. That's him. true; he's not looked bad at all. I'll give you that. He's act- he has played well. And he lost to Jay Herb, and that team with Keenan Allen and Darwin Johnson. Like, that's all he's like he's looking. Yeah. He he looks good. Yes, that's fair. He's not looked bad at all in the limited time we've seen him. I'll give you that. Like if you're if the two games that you play. Or playoff game versus Bucks, and you lose by a score to Tom Brady, and then going up against the rookie of the year. Coming in mid-game. Coming in mid-game, playing against the rookie of the year, and he's got all of his number one weapons in, and they've got their number one defense in. Derwin James isn't out yet. Right. Like, and you lose to them by a score, less than a score, almost. Like, that just, that's tough. I would argue that. I would argue that everybody in the AFC East is probably better than Jags and Texans, for sure. I don't really think that's super controversial to say. I mean, I, w- I would say that they're better than everybody. I would say that they're better than the Jags. I don't know about the Texans. I, th- I don't know if the Giants are better than the Texans after one week. I don't know if the Jets are better than the Texans. Well, Different the Texans divisions. Are better than the Texans. They're not NFC East? The Jets? That's for AFC East. Oh, crap. What, I don't know what I'm thinking. Sorry. 
Yes. That's what happens on the show sometimes. Was, One of us yes. just is like, wait, that piece of information is not right. And I, just <laughs> I was like, I was, not, I was not thinking NFC East when you said NFC East. That's all right. That's all right. Um, no, I, I, think, I think Washington, uh, Giants, Eagles, and, uh, and Dallas, I think they're all better. They're all better than Jacksonville. I think probably three of them are better than Houston. And uh, we'll see what Tennessee and Indy. You never know. We'll find out. I think that'll just about do it for this edition of the 1555. Not the 15th. What am I doing? Now I did it. The Jets play in the NFC East. This is still the 15th. No, it's not. This is the TLCFP, the TLC football podcast. I am Landon Fields. You can follow me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I'm Caleb Berlin. You can find me on Twitter at CBerlin53. I'm Tyler Savaitnaya, and you can find me at underscore Suavage underscore. Don't forget to follow the show's Please podcast. Follow the show. At the show's T- podcast. The show's, the show's goodness gracious. Don't forget to follow the podcast wherever you are on whatever platform. <laughs> follow, hit the bell, leave a review. Email us. It's in my it's the it's in the link in my Twitter account bio. I and then unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-download, undownload, re-download, unsubscribe, right. resubscribe, all that stuff. Yeah. And then follow our Twitter at TLCFP. And please don't let this train wreck of the last three minutes be any indication, because every episode has a train wreck of the last three minutes, and this is part of the show at this point. And in the middle of the show. And at the beginning of the show sometimes. (laughs) Maybe it's just the whole show. (laughs) Maybe you guys can come over here and listen to us do it live. Please don't yet. (laughs) Please don't, actually. (laughs) Tyler owns two dogs, and that's plenty. (laughs) That's enough. That is enough. Well, we'll see you guys later this week. We're going to do another show. We're going to start doing two shows a week. Yep, just uh, like last year. We'll so, have the previews coming out at the end of the week and post games coming out at the beginning of the week uh, or after the Monday night game. Right. Um, and then we've got shorts coming your way. Yeah, a lot of content. Hope you guys stay tuned. I think it's going to be a really, really fun season if week one was any indication. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Chiefs. We've had better, I think. Oh, yeah.